1: believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. with the Votes. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: It's good to be with you, and we sure hope that you were with us earlier this week because we're talking about fruitfulness that glorifies God. Our lives, our finite lives as members of the body of Messiah can bear fruit and that fruit will glorify God. And we covered many scriptures during the course of these days. And if you can, we encourage you to look back at Matthew five sixteen, for example, which says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Matthew 7, 16 says, You shall know them by their fruits. Our fruits is what we do because we have a heart that wants to love God and serve God. We looked at John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. And verse 8 in John 15 says, By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. We also looked at examples in Psalm 1 and Jeremiah 17 where a fruitful person is compared to a tree whose roots go down deep into streams of water. And yesterday we started looking at Matthew 13, and if you have your Bibles, turn with us. This is the parable of the seed and the sower. We're going to start reading uh, beginning at verse 3. And he, meaning Jesus, spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell upon the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. Others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Go with us now to Matthew 13, beginning at verse 18 when Jesus explains the meaning and makes it pertinent to our lives of this parable. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, what has been sown in the heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. And we spoke yesterday that it's vital to understand the word and to understand the word, we need the Holy Spirit in us to let us know the significance of that word we cannot as we spoke yesterday rely on our own understanding we need the understanding that the holy spirit gives us the second example was this in verse 20 and one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy yet he has no firm root in himself but is only temporary and when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. Juni is so powerful because again, if we allow the cares of the world to interfere and choke out the word, we do not allow the, root, the word of God to take root. We're more concerned with worldly situations than spiritual situations. And again, it says persecution. And we know that God said even in the Sermon on the Mount that if we are persecuted for righteousness sake we are blessed and here if we're persecuted because of the word and we allow that persecution uh, to overcome the word we have lost that which God has planted in us so it's vital to hear these verses
3: and I'd like to bring out a couple of things in verses 20 and 21 Shelley and that is to the one whom the seed was sown on rocky places and it makes me think of the the new covenant in Jeremiah 31:31 31, 31, there was a promise through Jeremiah from the Lord it was thus saith the Lord i will make with with israel a new covenant not like the covenant of old which was the covenant on mount sinai where he wrote the law on stone but that he would give a new heart a heart of flesh and he would write his law upon our hearts so that we would be his people and he would be our God so we see here sown on rocky places so it's really a sign Shelley to us that we need to be born again we need a new heart and when Jesus comes into our heart he gives us um, his law or puts his um, heart in our heart. And that's why uh, the Apostle Paul throughout all the epistles exhorts us to put on our new self, to live in the spirit, to live out of our new heart. So if you have a stony place, we can see what will happen is that the word will immediately received with joy but it won't have a firm root and here again it's another um, confirmation that we need to be born again because Jesus said I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star so he had no firm root in himself In other words, this person really didn't know the Lord. The Lord didn't live in him. And so it was only temporary, even though his his desire might have been for the Lord. And so when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. So I just want to encourage every listener to examine your heart and to cry out and ask the Lord to come into your heart that his Holy Spirit might teach you and guide you and lead you. And no matter what the situation or circumstance, Shelley, for surely in America we're living in perilous days now for um, some of the things that we're facing, uh, which can bring persecution to our Jewish people and also to believers who love Jesus, the church. We need the Lord, and we need to be firm in him, and his life firmly planted in us.
2: We see, Jenny. there's a choice. If the word becomes rooted in our hearts, we are gonna be fruitful. If the word is not rooted in our hearts, we see that we're gonna fall away, exactly what the scripture says. Oh, so let's go on to the third example. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the, wor- and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And this, there's probably so many stories we could share that you yourself know, that people who are so concerned with the world and the affairs of the world and the mentality of the world, as well as being deceived by natural riches, the word cannot take root in, in their lives. And it becomes unfruitful. So again, we cannot be worldly-minded. We need to be a heavenly-minded people, which is exactly what the world needs more of today
3: And we find also Shelley in Revelation in um, Romans 12:1 and 2 where it says, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice which is your reasonable service to the Lord, and not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to prove what is the good, and the acceptable will of God. So we really see that we need to be transformed in our mind, not conformed to the world. And it's it's really, Shelley, a challenge to all of us because so many times we lean on our own understanding or our own intellect. And the more intelligent, the more difficult it is to really release everything into the hands of God lest we come as little children Jesus said, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So we just want to exhort ourselves and every one of our listeners to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And we can only do that by the mercies of God. And not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. And then we will bear fruit, Shelley, and it will be God's life that will be bearing that fruit within us.
2: Amen. And we know the last example we read in uh, chapter 13, verse 8 said, Others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And Jesus' explanation of that verse we see in verse 23 in Matthew 13. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word, he understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And I'm sure you realize that soil here is a picture of our heart. And as Junie spoke about the New Testament, we have to have the word implanted. The new, the new covenant, I should say. The word has to be planted in a in a in a soft heart not a heart of stone but a heart of flesh where the word will take root the understanding will come because the holy spirit dwells in us and the word of god clearly tells us that the holy spirit is our best teacher and from that word with understanding when you have it rooted without care without making the cares of the world a priority we will become fruitful and being fruitful as we've been speaking all through this week brings glory to our Lord,
3: And I have always given the example each day, Shelley, that the fruit that comes is the fruit of the life of the Messiah within us, and we can't bear fruit unless we really deny ourselves, take up the cross, and follow the Lord every day, and allow his life to be lived in and through our life. And in Romans 6, 7, and 8, I encourage every listener to read them that when we get baptized into the Lord, that should be the end of our life. We identify with the Lord as we go down in the waters, we leave our sins there, we become dead to ourselves, but also our desires, our ambition, and the things that we want And in chapter 7, it shows what happens in Romans if we give into our flesh and we're not walking in the Spirit. And in chapter 8 of Romans, it tells us that when we walk in the Spirit, we won't give in to the things of the flesh. So the fruit that glorifies God comes from men, women, and children whose lives are given to the Lord and who allows the Lord to live his life in and through our life. And then we bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. And that's not to us, Shelley, but that's to the glory of God, and it does give glory to God.
2: So we see a key ingredient in being fruitful is having the Word accomplish all that God sends it out to accomplish. Are you receiving the Word the way God wants us to receive it? that we might be fruitful and bring glory to the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are the living word, and you've left us with a written word. And that word needs to be the guide of our lives. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
1: Amen. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.